Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to feel the presence of the Lord. Two announcements that he did not know of. Um, if, um, if you have an offering or a tithing, if you will just put it in a tithing envelope um, and mark your name on it, uh, we will be discreet about it, but uh, we will be able to give you credit for it. And in the long run, it helps us out because it helps us to show where the money has come from and where it's going. So it's kind of more of a safety issue uh, than anything. It helps us, but it'll help you if you want. If you don't, don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, if you have, if you mark it, then we're able to track it, and that's all good. We like that. Second of all, I am doing a session on Wednesday nights uh, called Exploring God's Word. And uh, if you cannot get to it here on Wednesday nights, please watch the live stream. And then if you will see me, if you are interested in doing it really strong, some of you is just okay with the lessons. Some of you might want to study some of the facts afterwards. Um, I have the fact sheet that goes out after it. So I will give you the fact sheet, the study sheet, it's called, and you will be able to sit down and go through. Did you go through Search for Truth or Exploring God's Word, Sister Rachel? You've done both. I know you're doing one now, which is what? Okay. All right, good. Exploring God's Word has an updated version. So it is, it is just wonderful. Praise God. And so uh, follow along with us. And so uh, I am excited uh, about what the Lord is doing. There's a lot of great positive things that are coming out of our Wednesday night Bible studies. And, um, and so praise the Lord. The Lord is good. I want to talk to you today with the help of the Lord for just a little while on the suffering. Suffering. Praise God. Tremendous suffering. There's a tremendous amount of suffering that goes on in the world today. Job 14 and 1, Job 14 and 1, the oldest book in the Bible says, Man is born of a woman and a few days and full of trouble. Isn't that true? There, I mean, there is a lot of trouble, a lot of death, a lot of stuff that's going on. I want to talk to you about that today. Lord, I love you, God, and I praise you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your presence and your spirit. Asking you, Lord, to help me, Lord, to minister your word to your people. And God, I'm going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everybody say amen? amen. You may be seated. Have you ever wondered why there's so much pain? So much adversity, praise God. And you know, we ask ourselves the question, you know, we love God, we live for God, we walk with God, but we ask ourselves the question, if God loves me and is all-powerful, then why has he allowed this to happen to me? Why has he allowed this to happen to me? We look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I like their thinking. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was told, if you don't bow down to the image, then we're going to toss you into the fiery furnace. Matter of fact, we're going to fire it up many, many, many times more. So I could imagine the mind of Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego as they thought about the fact that they were in a situation now. Because they loved God and because they lived for God, they were about to be extenuated. They were about to be burnt alive, praise God. 
But I like what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's attitude was. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3 and 16 said, praise God, they answered and said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this manner. In other words, we are, we are not afraid to answer you about this. There, you know, there is no way we're looking back at from our answer. We just, this is the way it's going to be. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. He is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. He can do it, king. But if not, praise God, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image in which thou hast set up. In other words, king, we have two scenarios. We can be tossed into the fire, and God can keep us, and we can be tossed, we can be uh, tossed into the fire and be consumed. But the bottom line is, O oh, king, God is God, no matter what happens. And I think that needs to be the thought of every Christian that lives. Lord, no matter what happens, you're still God. No matter what fire I have to go through, you're still God. No matter what I've got to go through, you're still God. I'm not giving up on the fact that you're still God and you're still in control. So you ask yourself the question, what if Nebuchadnezzar would have never done this to them? What if he would have, this scenario would have never came up? Well, first of all, they would have never been able to show their faith. It's one thing to have a, a, a heavy weight there and for a man to say, I could pick that up. And it's another when a man can go over and say, here, I'll show you, I'll pick it up. Praise God. It's one thing when you can say, I can trust God. I believe God. It's another thing when you're faced with a horrible situation, no matter what it might be, that you will say, praise God, I do trust God. And this is my proof in trusting God. Amen. I believe in God. If it was never for this scenario, there would have never been a great revival. God would have never been able to prove himself to Nebuchadnezzar because when Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fire, he said, I see three in the fire and the fourth one is like the Son of God. Praise God. And so, amen, that would have never happened. God would have never been able to do that if he would have never had them set up to go into the fire. You see, there are some things in the things that come against you, that God has for you for a purpose. You wouldn't get it if it wasn't for that thing to come upon you. There's something in it that God Almighty, that God All-Knowing knows, praise God, that you need that. God knew that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was going to be able to conquer. You know, it's like standing at the bat box. And them tossing you the ball. Every ball that's tossed hey, is something that you've got to hit. But there's something whenever you're able to hit it. And whenever you're able to hit it out of the park, you can say, yeah, I did it. So the things that come upon us, we have to have the attitude 
That Lord, no matter what, you're still God. It's like the woman that was going to leave the house. And her husband got up and put the pistol to her head and said, If you walk out the door, I'm going to pull the trigger. She simply looked at him and said, If you pull the trigger, I'm going to heaven. And if you don't, I'm going to church. No matter what, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to talk with God. Praise God. Helen Keller said, Character cannot be determined in ease and quiet. Only through the experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened. Ambition inspired and success achieved. Praise God. Only through the hard times. But you know, we are made in his image. We are made in his likeness. We do seek to understand. That is something that's in us. It's there. We want to perceive his ways. God, what are you doing? God, what's happening in my life? God, why is this happening like this? We go through that. We go through the trial of experience and the suffering. And our soul can be strict, uh, strengthened. But we're made in his image and we have the understand, want to have the understanding of his ways. We want to know that there's a reason behind what's happening to us. There's a reason, praise God, what's happening behind to us. And that life is more than just fate. It's just more than fate or choice. Or just more than the row of dice. Life is just more than the row of dice. Praise God. And it's just it's more than chance. What is it, Lord? There's one thing that I, I have learned, and that is I may not know why, but I have learned that there is a why. There is a reason. I may not know why, but there is a why. Praise God. And God knows why. Why it is. There is a why. There is a reason that everything happens the way that it happens. Think about your life. Think about the things that's happened in your life. Think about the things that's come down your path. I can go over and over and over things that has happened in my life. Amen. We just learned of a situation where a woman had killed uh, her last two husbands. She did it because she wanted their money. And eventually her grandchild killed her because he wanted her money. Praise God. Things, and you look at that and you think, what is the scenario of that? What are, what, how, how does that, I mean, you, you, if you were a, an author writing a book, you wouldn't, and you look at things in life and you realize that everything's got a purpose. The Bible, Ecclesiastes said there's a purpose, there's a plan, there's a pattern. Praise God. There's a beginning, there's an end. Praise God. And so there's always a reason. And as long as we hold unto the understanding that God is good, and God will not give me anything that is not bad, we can ride out the storm. I've often said either God will calm the storm or he can calm me while the storm rages. Praise God. You see, God made uh, the world. He created the heavens and the earth we're studying on Wednesday nights. He made everything, and the Bible said he made it good. It is good, he kept saying. But we understand that Satan come along, and Satan destroyed what God created. Satan messed up what God made. But we also have to remember that God is an all-knowing God. 
And there's nothing that happens that God does not realize it's going to happen. And there's nothing that goes on that God does not realize that it is going on. And he can take care of it. He can watch over it. When Paul spoke of all things in Romans 8 and 28, he said, And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. He meant all things, everything. He must have meant, amen, the fall that Adam and Eve had. He must have meant that when he said all things. It encaps that also, the fall of Adam and Eve. God knew that there was going to be a fall. And he said all things work to the good. Praise God. There's a working in them. And that had to mean the fall. That had to mean sickness. That had to mean suffering. That had to mean famine. And that had to mean hurt. Physical hurt. Whatever. God knew that there was a purpose in it. And God knew that it was going to happen. And he said all things work to the good of them that love him. Praise God. We know what touches. You know what really touches my heart? The thing that touches my heart, uh, we struggle. In, I'm, we've got death around us. We've got, you know, situations. We've got people we love that are struggling physically. Uh, people that we love that are struggling, you know, uh, uh, you know, emotionally and it, all these things. Amen. And but what really, really, it just, it, I keep dropping back to, and is and that I think you know here we are in America. And here we have it so good. And our brothers and our sisters over in Ukraine are just struggling horribly. And I tell the Lord, I say, Lord, why am I so blessed? And they are where they are. But Lord, I want you to know I'm not going to be complaining about anything. If I'm sick, I can go get some medicine. I can go and lay down and have a good night's rest. I don't have to worry about a bomb coming down out of the sky. And it's, you know, I don't have to worry about most of my friends and my relatives being killed. I don't have to worry. I wouldn't have to worry if I was a woman about someone coming in and taking advantage of me. Praise God. I don't have to worry about all that. And I think about my brothers and sisters over there in Ukraine. And I think, Lord, we do have Christians over there. And I think, Lord, I've got it so good. God, I cannot complain. I cannot gripe and I cannot complain about the suffering that's going on over there. Amen. Praise God. And when you look at them, there's probably some of them right now that are saying, God is good. Let's have church. Let's worship God. Let's praise him. Let's magnify him. And there are probably some Christians over here that are griping and complaining at God right now because they're struggling with something. It just blows my mind. Amen. We look at them, brothers and sisters over in Ukraine, but you see, God wants us to learn something in the scriptures. He takes two chapters in the book of Genesis and to explain creation. Praise the Lord. He tells us about creation. 
and he takes 14 chapters in the book of Genesis, and he explains about the life of Joseph. 66 verses, he talks about creation. I mean, the creation of the whole world, everything that exists. In the book of Genesis, God's book, he takes 66 verses and he talks about how the world was created. He doesn't talk about dinosaurs. He doesn't talk about caveman. He doesn't talk about anything you could think or anything that they have. He does not even waste scripture on that. But he wastes, he, he doesn't waste, he uses 448 verses to talk about the life of Joseph. There's something that God is trying to tell us here. And I think that God is trying to suggest to us that it is more important that we learn how to live than how we were created. God wants us to realize, amen, how to live. And so he gives us the prime example of Joseph's life. And when you look at Joseph's life, praise God, we find that origins are more important. I'm sorry, origins are important, but the character of a person is essential. Praise God. God spoke the word. He created the world. But only faith in God transforms our world. I'm going to say that again so you can grasp it right now. God's spoken word created the world, but only faith in God transforms our world. Praise God. It makes our world what it is. I cannot stop what's happening to me, nor what goes on around me, but I can control the way that I think and the way that I allow it to affect me. Praise God. I often teased people. You know, I often said, you know, some people were born pretty and lived the kind of life that made them ugly. I was born ugly, and so I didn't have to. I mean, the way that you live life affects you physically. What you allow to come down your path, it will affect your blood pressure, it will affect your weight, it will affect everything that you have, the way that you allow things to affect you. Praise God. It will get to you. Amen. And so I cannot control, I cannot stop the stuff that goes on around me. But you see, I believe in a God of control and responsibility. He does not make me responsible for the things that I cannot be responsible for. So he does not give me control over those things. But there are some things that he does give me control and he causes me to be responsible for. He, he caught, I am not responsible for the things that happen to the world or what happens to me. So I'm not in control of that. But I am in control of the way that I deal with it and the way that I think about it. And that he has given me control over. God has given me control over that. I can stop the way that it affects me. God did not tell us in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. When you say to yourself, or when you let it be said to you that you are not a child of God and he does not love you, 
you have the ability to cast that down in your mind and say, that is not true. God loves me. Praise God. The problem with us is we let it come through the front door. We don't reject it when it's there. You know, sometimes the Lord can wrap or the Satan can wrap it in a package that we want. We'll receive one thing and we like it because it helps us, but it also carries another thing with it. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that's against God's word, God would not tell you to take it and cast it down if you could not do it. Praise God. He would not tell you to cast it down if you could not do it. And bring into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. If we could not do that, God would not tell us to do that. I don't know about you. There's, I do a lot of talking to people. I hate to use the word counseling, but I, I have people that call me all the time to talk to. And I struggle with the fact that there are some people that just will not change. They'll continue to stay in their state, and they just you want them to change. You try to get them to change, and they will not change. They're miserable. They're struggling. They can't handle it, but they will not change. You have the ability to change. I mean, in my lifetime, I promise you, the person that I am now was not the person when I was younger. But I had decided that I was not going to live life miserable. And that I was going to enjoy life. And I was going to enjoy God and the presence of God and the things of God. And there are some things, my family's here today, and they know that I'm not the person that I was years ago. I have changed. Because I've learned there's a better way of thinking. Praise God. So you can cast that down. We have to understand Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengtheneth me. You see, the problem is when you live in the flesh, when you are self-righteous, when you believe you're living for God by yourself, you cannot overcome it. But whenever you're living in the Holy Ghost, and you're talking and you're walking in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can help you to overcome all things. It's through the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I would not be the man I am today if it was George White living. <clears throat> but because I died in repentance and I was buried in baptism and I let the Holy Ghost came in like it did the day of Pentecost. And I walk every day according to the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost helps me to live for Him. The Holy Ghost helps me to be productive and to go forward. Praise God. But as you look into the life of Joseph, as you look into Joseph's life, and you see his ups and downs, can you imagine the rejection he saw in his brother's eyes when his brother sold him? To the caravan coming by. What a horrible thing. <clears throat> for him to go through. But it was not but a while. Until God blessed him. And he was raised. Under Potiphar's house. But could you see in his eyes. When Joseph did everything right. Have you ever done everything right. But it didn't matter. It came against you. He did everything right. 
He rejected the the desires of Potiphar's wife. But because Potiphar could not lose his standing, he allowed Joseph to be put in prison. Could you imagine how Joseph felt? I did everything right. And I'm still here where I'm at. I believe this is part of the reason that God gave us all these verses on the life of Joseph. Because he wants us to understand that everything's got a purpose. Everything's got a reason. I've had some rejection in my life. I've had people that have rejected me. I've had situations where I was rejected. But if I would have been accepted, I might not, I would not be standing here today preaching to you. I might be in another town somewhere. I might be in another place. You would not be where you are if everybody accepted you and loved you the way they did. Rejection sometimes is a sign of moving on. Praise God. And being better. God's got a better place. He's not going to make you. Just think about it. Joseph would have still been at home if he would not have been sold by his brothers. We would never know the story of how he would have saved all the Egyptians and all the Israelites if it was not for the rejection of his brothers. He would have been only in the house of Potiphar and never in the house of Pharaoh. If it was not for Potiphar's wife. If it would not been for the fact. Potiphar wouldn't have done it. So God moved upon Potiphar's wife. Allowed her to have lust for him. And it caused him. Just think. Amen. What Joseph would have missed. If he would have not gone through that. You see all the things that God has sent down your road in life. He's done it for a purpose. There's a reason in it. We struggle and we wonder and we look. Amen. You know, COVID came. Now we've got live stream. It is not a substitute for church. You need to be in the house of the Lord. But if you can't be in the house of the Lord, then thank God for live stream. And so... We, we wouldn't have had live stream. Those that would not have been in church would have missed church totally. And by the way, live stream is just me. So don't worry about you being on live stream. You're not famous enough. Only I'm famous enough to be on live stream. No, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> Praise God. Just kidding, okay? You can smile about that. I don't got a big head. I just, I don't have enough hair to have a big head. Praise God. But the thing of it is, where would we be if it wasn't for the things that came down our life? Where would you be? You would not be where you're at today. You would not be the man or the woman that you are if it was not for the hard things that came down through life. Potiphar. But you know what the key? The key to Potiphar's success was? The key to Potiphar's success, amen, is in Genesis 15 and 18. What happened was, Potter, uh, Joseph had them come down into Egypt. Everything was great. 
Isaac had passed away, Joseph's brothers were afraid to death that what Joseph did, what they did to Joseph, that now that their dad is gone, that Joseph was going to destroy them. Joseph was going to cut them out. They knew. You see, it's amazing to me that Joseph was, if Joseph would have said, take their lives, they would have been gone. That's the kind of man God has used. And you know what I've learned over the years? I have lived long enough to see people who were weak in a situation might be a child. And I have seen where somebody stronger has been cruel to them. And I have watched as years have gone on and that child became strong and that adult became weak and that child was kind to that adult and loving. Joseph could have been very hard on him, but he didn't. They were fearful of it. In Genesis 50 and 18, this is what he said. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place, am I in the place of God? That's, that is, that is, I could preach a whole message on that. Am I in the place of God? Sometimes we put our place, self in the place of God where we judge some people around us. Am I in the place of God? With everything that he had, with as high as he was, Joseph's character, and that's what God's trying to tell us in all these verses, Joseph's character was at the point to where he stayed humble before them. But here's verse 20. But as you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, that is this day, to save much people. Here's what I want to tell you today. There will be troubles. There will be trials. There will be bad things that will come your way. Some of them will come by Satan. Some of them might come by health. Some may come by someone else that is trying to come against you. It is bad when it is sent to your door. But God can put it through a strainer and make it good. The question is, what you do with it when it comes. There have been things that God has allowed to come my way that was come to destroy me. And because I did not have the faith that God could change it and make it to my good. What would have happened if Joseph's brothers that sold him down into Egypt, if he would have not had this attitude, Joseph would have never been raised to the place it was. So what I'm saying to you today, it's not what comes your way that's really going to affect you. It's the way you deal with it. All the trials and all the tests that comes your way. Praise God. God is able to translate that or to transform that and make you a better person out of it. All the people that ever rejected me, praise God. Amen. There have been some of them that
that I've allowed to hurt me. There are some of them I've allowed to make me stronger. Of all the people, of all the things that's come your way, some things you've allowed to make you stronger. I was kidding some guys in, in, in the coffee shop the other day. You've heard that song, What Doesn't Kill You Make You Stronger. I said to them, I got a better version. What doesn't kill me better run. <laughs> I love it. Praise God. What doesn't kill me better run. I told them guys. Praise the Lord. You know, if God, when things come our way, and they will come our way, life isn't fair. Don't expect it to be fair. It's not going to be fair. It's, you know, the nice thing about it is it isn't fair for everyone. Everybody is. That's what makes it fair when it's not fair for everyone. But God sends things and allows things to come your way. It's what am I doing with it? How am I addressing it? How am I dealing with it? Praise God. You know, I love it. I would never do this to a person, okay? But I have this. Um, I, ha I don't know whether it was my, my Siri or my Alexa. My Alexa on my desk is now a computer. And when I play Star Trek, it drives it crazy. Star Trek says, I, I watch some Star Trek. Star Trek will say, computer. And all of a sudden, the computer kicks in. But anyways... One day, I, I, I would say to it, I would say, call Wendy's in Caddis. Do you want to call Wendy's in Caddis, or do you want to go to Wendy's in Caddis? Call. Who do you want to call? I want to call Wendy's in Caddis. Do you want to directions to Wendy's? And finally, after a little while, I said, you're an idiot. I never do that to a person. But she come back and she said, thank you for your feedback. And I'm like, you just can't get her goat, can you? Praise the Lord. You just can't get her goat. And I love that. I thought, thank you. She says, you're welcome. And... Because I figured from now on when someone says to me, I just didn't call you back because you weren't important. I'll say, thank you for your feedback. It's not so much what happens to us. It's how we let it affect us. Praise God. Amen. James says, my brother, encounter all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. What? Praise God. When you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Praise God. It gives me patience. But let patience have, and it uses the word her, and I can picture a mother with a child. I'll tell you what. I tell my wife all the time. I would not have been able to have the, 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 uh, the, the patience with our children like you did and our grandkids. I just don't. But it says, let her have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and wanting nothing. And if any of you ask wisdom, you see, when the problems come, say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Praise God. What do you want in my life? Some, some people think, 
Well, this trial and this test come along because God is mad at me. God is angry with me. God is trying me. God is wanting my attention, praise God. No! Everybody gets trials. Everybody gets tests. If you still struggle with that, go back and read the book of Job. That was the biggest problem they had. Amen. But you see, if you look at the things that come against you and you say, Okay, Lord, what are you trying to you know, teach me in this. What is it that you want? There's something in this that I've got to have. There's a purpose for this. There's a direction that's going to come out of this. Amen. My life is better today because there are things that I've had to struggle with. I'm getting older. I'm 62 years old. I don't move around like I used to. I don't climb ladders like I used to. Praise God. I used to jump up in the back of the bed of pickup. Now I've got to sit down and swirl around. Crawl over on my knees that hurt. Hold on to something when I get out. Though you younger, look out. It's coming. Praise God. So you know what that makes me do? That makes me raise my prices. <laughs> Praise God. Because I don't want to move as much. That makes, that makes, when Caleb and I are together, that makes me cause Caleb to get down there. (laughs) Praise God. You see, there's a reason for it. And you can sit there and let the devil destroy you with it. You can let him destroy you with the thinking that God's angry with you. God's doing this against you. God's doing that. God's doing this. God's doing that. God's doing that. God's mad at you. God doesn't like you. God this, God that. And it'll destroy you. Praise God. You'll get older faster. You won't, you won't heal as fast. But if you get up in the morning and you say, this is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. And go forward. It says, if any of you act wisdom, let him ask God. You know, the thing of it is, There are two ways to live for the Lord. There is living, which is self-righteous. The Bible talks so much about self-righteous. Self-righteous people are so happy in their righteousness that they think they take pride in the fact that they do it. And when we struggle when others aren't righteous, that's our self-righteousness. But whenever we don't struggle with other people being righteous, we understand that my righteousness is of God. I couldn't do this. People say, oh, you're a good guy or something. I appreciate that. But I know where that comes from. And that comes from God. Amen. And I can't take pride in it. Praise the Lord. And when you do that, you trust God and you believe God. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. Just trust God. Everything that comes down the road, whatever happens to you, Trust God and say, okay, God, there's a reason for it. You know, it was funny. My wife called me one service. As pastor, you want everybody to be in church. You really do, and I'm going to close. And so you want everybody to be in church. And, and so, and then on Wednesday nights, when you've studied for several hours or whatever, and people's not able to make it, people's not able to make it. And I understand that. She called me one day and Sister so-and-so called. She's not going to be able to make it. Brother so-and-so called. They're not going to be able to make it. Sister so-and-so called. They're not going to be able to make it. This one called. They're not going to be able to make it. 
And, I, and I, when it was all done, I said, but guess what, Christy? I saved so much money on my Geico insurance. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. We've just got to trust God, don't we? We've just got to say, God, amen. We just, we just trust you. And, you know, Lord, it's in your hands. Just like the Bible said, there's a difference between being childish and being childlike. Childish is when a child is not acting properly. But childlike is when a child is just trusting mom and dad. I promise you, some of those killed. Joella never wondered what she was going to eat today because she knew mom and dad was going to take care of it. And we need to be childlike. Lord, I just know you'll take care of it. I just know you'll watch over it. I mean, he's, he's done it till now, hasn't he? Let's all stand. Praise God. Tonight, I got a nice message tonight. Amen. Dear Lord, we love you. Let's come early and pray. 6 o'clock prayer, 6.30 service. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you for this day. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your presence and your spirit. Asking you, Lord, to continue to be with us. Move, be with us. Let us depart from this place, but not from your presence. And God, I'm going to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen?